in Minnesota, my understanding is that we can't have serial or series LLCs. If my wife and I have multiple businesses that are LLCs, does it make sense to restructure them to S corporations or C corporations so we can create a holding corporation? Well, standard caveat here is that uh, it takes time. I'd recommend working with an attorney who can take the time to understand your circumstances and risks and goals to design a plan that works for you. But let's just talk about this a little bit generically. So you can't have a series LLC in Minnesota, sometimes called a serial LLC. Some states allow for that. You might wonder, well, what is that? That's where you set up one entity and you can create new divisions, if you will, which is essentially new LLCs without having the cost associated with filing all of those. You still have to run them as separate entities and, and keep them separate from each other. Otherwise, the alter ego doctrine comes in or the piercing the corporate veil doctrine comes in. So in Minnesota, you still need to have separate entities to separate liability. Let's assume you have a number of separate entities. Whether they're corporations or LLCs doesn't matter. They all isolate liability within each entity as long as you preserve the separation between each entity. So that means separate bank accounts, not commingling funds, not commingling assets, employees. If you have an employee who works for two of them, they properly record their time for each one and then get paid the appropriate number of hours from each entity's bank account. So assuming you preserve the separation between these entities, does it make sense to restructure them so you can create a holding company? The purpose of a holding company is to protect expensive or valuable assets. So what you would typically do is create a new LLC as your holding company. And then you would sell the assets from your other businesses to that holding company. Now you might say, well, how do I get the money in that holding company to buy these assets? Well, let's say that one of your LLCs has $50,000 in profit, which they pay to you. You can make a capital contribution or loan to your holding company. So now that holding company has $50,000. And then that holding company uses that $50,000 to buy the assets of your operating LLC. So maybe you, it buys gym equipment or a tractor or whatever that might be. We buy those assets into the holding company. And of course, all this is coming from you or your LLCs, but as long as you follow the formalities when moving the money, limited liability is preserved. So let's imagine now you get all the assets into the LLC holding company. Then you have contracts between the holding company and the companies that need to use the assets that are in there. So you have a lease, for example, a tractor lease or an equipment lease. Now, if there's ever a lawsuit, the lawsuit is going to be against the operating business, the gym, the company providing tractor services or whatever, the company that has employees and contracts and customers and clients, that's your operating company. The lawsuit goes against that. They don't have any basis to sue 
the holding company because the holding company is just has a lease for the equipment. So should that operating company go down in flames from a lawsuit, the assets are still protected in the holding company. And what happens typically then is the owner of both starts a brand new LLC, a new operating company, sets up a new lease with the holding company and starts operating again and might even hire all the employees from the old company that went down in flames and might even reach out to all the customers and say, hey, we have a new business. The old business needed to close. The new business is open now. We'd like to continue to service you. Or it continues the wrong word, but we would like to service you through the new business and provide the same services you received from the old company. One risk here is the doctrine of successor liability. If you have assets moved from an old company that goes down in flames from a lawsuit and those are just gifted to the new company or assets are transferred without any payment for that and contracts setting that up, successor liability can attach because the court basically says, hey, you just moved assets from one entity to another and now you're trying to operate under another entity. That new entity is going to be liable for the old entity's uh, lawsuit or claims or any other responsibilities that the old entity had. So that is why it's important to have contracts between your entities and a payment that occurs. And that payment can be funded, as we discussed, through your own money or a profit distribution from one of your existing LLCs. And I would typically use an LLC for a holding company. The benefit of an S corporation over an LLC is when you are providing work for the S corporation, and maybe it's a very small amount of work, but an S corporation can limit the payroll tax that it pays or the self-employment tax. It goes by different names, but it's essentially 15% uh, percent of whatever is paid to you. In an LLC, you are required to pay self-employment tax of 15%. I have another video on that whole issue of LLC versus S corp, so I won't go into it deep here. The question also relates to C-Corporation. Let's talk about what that is for a second. A C-Corporation pays tax twice, and it pays tax at the corporate level and then at the personal level. And when I say tax twice, I'm talking about income tax. So corporations pay tax on their profits, and then when the profits are passed on to an owner, the owner pays income tax again. So usually C-Corporations don't make sense. That said, there are some business uh, attorneys who set up carefully designed entity structures and they will use a corporation because corporations have some tax benefits and then typically what they'll do is prevent having any profits in the C corporation. What would otherwise be profits of the C corporation gets paid out to an LLC or S corporation so because there are no profits at the C-corporation level, there actually are no income taxes paid. And so you're getting the benefits of a C-corporation without getting hit with that second layer of tax. That's a more complex structure. It may make sense for larger companies or companies with significant assets or business owners with significant assets. And I'm talking millions of dollars. Typically, the cost of setting this up and the cost of maintaining a complex structure is significant. It involves CPAs filing tax returns for multiple entities. It involves attorneys drafting contracts between these. 
And it also makes it difficult for you to make decisions about the business because every time you go to do something, it's not simple. You have to run it by a CPA and attorney and say, hey, which entity will do this and how will that affect my taxes and do we need to change any rates on things? So it might be worth spending thousands of dollars a year maintaining a complex structure if you are saving tens of thousands a year, but most small businesses are not in that scenario and for them, simplicity is better. By the way, too, a holding company isn't a great solution for everyone. I often recommend utilizing insurance to minimize your risk in LLCs rather than creating a more complex structure with a holding company. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to find out more, check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot of similar topics there. And if you have questions that weren't answered today, I'd love for you to submit them. You can submit them by email or by adding a question in the comments section below. Have a great day.